Welcome to the ICN Podcast in the series we're calling Everyday Mystics. Some may think that a mystic is someone who lives in a cave, in the clouds, or in a cloister. But in truth, being a mystic is not something that takes us out of living in the world, but more deeply into and through the regular circumstances of everyday life. These are the stories of those who are living their embodied mysticism, integrated into life as usual, but far from ordinary. And today I'm speaking with Marushka Vizek. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Oh, good. All right. Hi, Marushka. Thank you for joining us. I'm so glad that you're here to talk to you. I'm really excited to, to have this conversation. And I'll start with our beginning question that we always start with, even if I maybe already know the answer. But I would like to know, do you consider yourself a mystic? And uh, let's talk about that. Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. Um, in my country, I live in Croatia, we have just had a population census. And we, have a, we, had, a, we had a question on religious affiliation and we could uh, uh, describe ourselves however we wanted to and I put in uh, mystic. So yes, I very much think of myself as the mystic. And was that was that one of the options, or did you have to check like the other box and write it in? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a predetermined option, but you had a, yeah, you could yeah. you could just write, or you could yes, you could check sure, others, sure. and then whatever you want. You, you can be an Eskimo or a tiger. Or, <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Okay, so you are declared officially on the census as a mystic. So what does that mean to you? Uh, for me, being a mystic uh, means, uh, first of all, having uh, unmediated experience of divine, of God. Uh, by unmediated, I mean um, really incarnating or embodying the divine uh, without uh, having even me as a witness so really turning the self with the small s to a self with a capital S. Yeah. Which then in turn, again, means um, no definitions, no conceptual conceptualizations, no, um, even the verbalization gets pretty um, difficult because Mystic comes from mystery, and mystery means not knowable. And as soon as, at least in my experience, um, if I know and if I can describe what I'm feeling, feeling um, for me, that's not the full experience um, of divine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're done. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course. So that's the fun of this, uh, these conversations is we get to try to talk about the ineffable and the mystery and, and the, the, the come up with, with ways of, of feeling into that. And so much of that, of course, comes through our stories and how we kind of um, come into those, those understandings, those glimpses, those metaphors, those ways of, of, of living as a, as in the mystery of a mystic. So did that start pretty young for you, Marushka? Was that that uh, an early kind of um, initiation into mysticism, or how did, how did that unfold for you in your early life? Well, um, I have a really lousy memory of uh, <laughs> most of my early life, and my memory is really not that good. 
but uh, my first memory that I have, first two memories that I have are actually visions in inner visions, which I prefer calling imprints because they made a huge impact on uh, mm. my life from, from then on. I was somewhere around three years old and um, uh, in my mind's eye, I could see myself uh, living on our planet, on Earth, together with all of the other people. And then I could see the, um, this, our planet as just one tiny blood cell uh, in a body that contains the entire uh, universe. So we, our entire universe, or all of the multiverses, were in my vision um, just a body of one other conscious. Um, we are part of the body of that being. And then the other part of that vision came back to me and suggested and where, I, when I, where I saw my own body. And it was clear to me that my body also contains the same ingredients as this total body, I, this little, 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 very little self am a part of. So that was something uh, in Christian tradition, we would call that the body of Christ, but that image is pretty much present in mystical traditions of all of this, uh, in the mystical traditions of all spiritual traditions. Mm -hmm. um, and it made a huge imprint on me because um, it took me quite, quite some time to figure out what exactly that means because that, that, that kind of imagery has a layer, lay, layers and layers of meanings. And I yeah. think I'm probably going to <laughs> continue discovering what that means as long as I live. But uh, whatever I did afterwards, afterwards in my life was uh, always had to be um, in line or aligned uh, with that uh, imprint. So that was the first imprint. And then the other imprint that maybe explains why I'm here talking to you today. I was standing in the middle of the arena, the huge stadium, and giving a speech. So that kind of uh, determined um, my career, or my career choices later on. Mm, wow. And you said you were three? Yes, three I years was, old for that first image, right? I was free. I, I remember exactly where it happened because I had, a inner, I had an inner middle ear infection mm. and I was actually in pain and I, I knew exactly where it happened. And it, this, is what, this is later throughout life when I had to remember something, something that was a deep experience or a dream or, or, or a vision. It was always, not always, but very often associated with physical pain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that could help me remember. And this For was sure, how I remembered. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely something that is <clears throat> uh, an experience of, of many mystics, right? The, the visions and things are associated often with with pain and, and bodily suffering and, and wow, what a marking from such a young age um, in both ways. So the second vision was also when you were really young, like three or four. So they happened at the same time, same time. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yes. yeah, seeing yourself in the center of arena, giving a speech, that's very, um, public and uh, visible, right? And then, um, so, so I'm sure this is a lot of what we're going to talk about, uh, is that sort of um, visibility, that centrality, that that 
voice and and presenting yourself and then also this this flip side of that right where you are uh, this whole world is just a little blood cell in this massive body and then we are, are a reflection of that in, in many ways too so this absolute smallness of self uh, is maybe one way we could put it like you said small ass self uh, and then also this this great cosmic body of christ or whatever language we give to that and then the the other side of that of how it's going to look in your life and what you're going to do and um so th- let's go ahead and go there let's talk a little bit about how you grew up into um maybe both of those paths and how they kind of interwove or diverged or were they parallel like um yeah i'm just curious to to how like you said you're you're still living out <laughs> that one vision i'm assuming you're also living out the others have you spoken in arenas yet or uh yeah t- t- that, let's talk about how all that kind of went forward from there yeah i mean um, those i as i see it today one vision represents the inner the inner life and the other represents the uh, external life however uh i've changed my mind on what those visions represent many times so it, it <laughs> will i'm i'm 42 now so we'll we'll see where uh, my life will uh, eventually lead me um for the majority of my life um my spiritual life was very much disconnected from my uh material life or i would say my career uh, in particular and that was a cause of um, a lot of suffering because I had really deep, deep uh, experiences, uh, spiritual experiences, mystical experiences since I was very young. Um, even as a little girl, I mean, my parents were always telling the story that I didn't need to be taken care of or looked after because they would just put me somewhere and I would just sit. And I could be, I would be just completely quiet. I was very contemplative from the youngest stage, and my most of my spiritual experiences are very non-dual, which means yes, this little self would dissolve into the great self where I am no longer, uh, and then when I arise from that experience, I'm just born anew each and every time. And it was always very nourishing. It was always very supporting. It was always belonging. It was always everything. So everything I ever needed, I always got through that um, deep, deep spiritual experiences. Um, I was, Croatia is a very Catholic country. Uh, So I did um, early on, of course, uh, went to the church. But I started developing other interests. So very early on, I developed interest in uh, astrology that kept me until today, as you know. And very soon, like in, in my middle school, I, I became very conflicted because this was like a sin. And I thought astrology was so great. And I still think it's a great tool for uh, knowing oneself. And you need to know what yourself in order to be able to unfold yourself into the mystery. Um, so, um, when I went to the university, uh, I changed, so I just stopped going to the church, even though I had very deep experiences there, um, and I, and I, and I started uh, testing out other traditions, and in the five or six of years, I tested out quite a few of them, 
um, uh, and especially maybe the tradition with the Hindu um, the experience in the Hindu system made quite a marking of, on me. Um, and somewhere around 22, 23, I had a <clears throat> very strong Kundalini awakening. So this is when the energy at the uh, root center, which is dormant, uh, arise, uh, awakens, and then it goes through the all of the centers in order to um, present you, gift you, uh, and fold you into the wholeness of who we already always are. And that's, that energy continued making way through my system, through my body. So it, it is a very embodied kind of spirituality. Uh, and it was working with me. So I was fortunate enough not to have it. Um, uh, sometimes those kinds of experiences, if um, especially um, um, a person is, has been living an unclean life in terms of what you eat uh, and uh, how you think, uh, it can be quite disruptive, but I was fortunate enough to have a, like a very easy unfolding of this energy, which um, uh, just followed me throughout my life and was um, even um, uh, initiating me into different kinds of experiences, be it mystical, so unmediated experience of divine or more psychic kind be it uh, visions, uh, various kinds of uh, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsations, seeing auras, uh, having out-of-body experiences, or whatever. So it's, it's like a huge spectrum of those kinds of experiences, very strong dream life also. Um, but this was half of my life. And the other half of my life was uh, very, very, um, I would say, into 3D or into the material uh, life, which meant um, I was undergoing my PhD. I finished uh, the PhD in economics. Um, um, I, I was hired at the, our, in my country, the, the most, uh, the elite institute that uh, de deals with economics. Um, and so my career started from that, from there. We, the Institute gave a lot of um, uh, ministers, uh, central bank governors. So we had a tradition of having a strong public outreach. And since I had that early vision that suggested that it's okay for me to do something like that, when, the, when that public outreach and the media attention started coming, I just, I just went for it, even though I felt pretty much uncomfortable because I was always very shy. But I figured out along the way that um, the power of the media in terms of uh, I can just bypass my shyness because uh, when everybody knows who you are, then, then they approach you. So the, the, the social awkwardness is gone in a second. Um, but the problem was that I couldn't connect the two worlds. So I had this very strong, very deep spiritual world. And then this other world that was um, very successful. Um, so I, I'm doing a, a lot of things uh, parallelly, literally. So I mm. have a scientific career. I have, a, for many years, I wrote a very popular column for various um, portals or journals, uh, newspapers. Um, I, I was a uh, member of the supervisory board for uh, large companies. Right now, I'm, I'm the chairwoman of a 
supervisory board of one commercial bank. I was teaching at the university. Um, I do a lot of consulting work Mm -hmm. for various multinationals. I sit on uh, advisory boards of uh, our presidents, of our government, and so on. So it's a a lot of different kinds of activities. Mm-hmm. But on the face, uh, on their face value, they are not really spiritual, and a lot of a lot of them borderlines with politics also. So it's yeah, so it's, yeah. it's it gets even it's uh, in terms of you know the most non spiritual profession you can find. <laughs> like I guess that would non spiritual well, quote unquote. It would probably be that. Right. Yeah. Well, I, and I have two questions related to that. So we'll, we'll come back to that. The first one I want to go back to the interior life and like you, you mentioned all these things happening within you was, and has there been anyone you could share that with? Like, was it totally confined to yourself? Um, could you find any kindreds, any other mystics around you or ways of like um, bringing that that um, rich psychic um, non-dual uh, reality that you're experiencing within? Like, did that have any, uh, we'll call them human uh, contacts or connections or outlet points uh, throughout most of those those years of this kind of all coming forth? Yeah. That's an excellent question. Uh, uh, the answer is no, mm. uh, because I was always very self-sufficient, um, mm. and uh, which meant I didn't really have any inclination to share. And then I couldn't even find um, people who would understand, because uh, you know you just feel intuitively. I would know who can receive that kind of information and who can and who cannot. And I even didn't even tell my meditation teacher when I started having strong uh, Kundalini experiences that I was that I was having them because he, I, I didn't feel I can do that. Uh, I actually just started sharing after I joined ICN. I didn't even realize the value of um, community of kindred spirits before uh, joining ICN. So this was this was a, a big step for me, and it's still a very um, important step because um, I am learning how to um, take the most out of uh, the community and how to contribute to community with uh, the experiences and with the energy and with the knowledge that I have. So this was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And we'll, maybe we'll come back to that. My my second question was around how your, you know, these these areas of your career that like you said might be people might see as like the most we could use the word secular or like non-religious right these uh, politics the the big powerful institutions of of um you know your country and even beyond international and whatnot so uh you know did you and have you found like um you mentioned that there's a separation there but um, you know, in these, in this Kundalini energy, this body energy, I know, like, as I've experienced it, the, in one sense, it operates maybe on a different plane or different frequency, but there can also maybe be these channels of, right, of bringing that energy into who you are and how you are in those settings. And I, and I ask that because I think that's a really, um, I don't know if, if common is the right word, but that's a way I think that a lot of mystics try to live and integrate into the world, right? We can't we can't share the fullness of these absolute rich interior realities that we have, right? But we we do want to um and, and, and not just want to, but almost have to, right? Find how this 
this energy, this inner reality, this, this mystery, this way of being, um, right, channels into the things that we do, whether that's our career or our family or our, um, you know, wherever we find ourselves. So what, what, what have you found kind of right those secret clandestine ways of uh being the the mystic or bringing that energy into your work or um how, how's that kind of unfolded for you well the, that question has two two answers so part of my success came out of my mysticism mm. because the way i was uh making decisions the way i was uh implementing the projects that I was uh, running, the way I was running the institution, because I got to run the institute I work uh, in for five years, uh, it was done in a totally mystic way. So my, my decisions are always field-based. So I operate, I, 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 see, I see myself as a shaman. So whatever needs to be done in the material world, uh, if I have a challenge that I need to face and that I need to address, I just open up and I have this faith and I know that everything that I need in order to solve a problem is already there. And then just by opening up, you allow, I allow myself to feel where the solution is. And those solutions, sometimes it's immediate, sometimes they take a couple of days but uh, the solutions for the manifestation of whatever I need in terms of my material life are always there. So everything is provided. You just have to be really open, uh, not having any kind of uh, preconceptions of how a problem should be addressed or solved. And then just when things light up, because for me, uh, the solution just lights up, the right people light up. Uh, and I call this strategy follow my I'm following my lights strategy. I just go with that, and with full trust. So it uh, my my intuition and my um, uh, the ability to embody um, the divine helped helped me tremendously throughout my career. And also part of my success comes uh, my clients, for example, in terms of my consulting. Um, part of my business, they always return. They return for years. And I believe at least part of the reason is um, because they enjoy my presence. They, they don't know it, but they just enjoy the presence. And, and once they get hooked on it, they just want more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's part of the reason. But however, uh, what helped me the most of it, um, in in bridging the gap between what I thought was spiritual, quote unquote, and material or secular, quote unquote, is the realization that everything that is around me is spiritual, mm -hmm. is part of the same I amness of the creation of God, of body of Christ. And it took quite a number of years to get to that point where I could really believe that because one thing is to theoretically know that and then the other thing is really being able to accept that as truth and uh, it, this is still something that is processed in the making because this means for me 
many things, uh, including really surrendering my will, the will of my small self, uh, to the God's will. Uh, and it also, it also means deep, deep, deep appreciation of everything that happens at each and every moment without me uh, discriminating whether this is good or bad. And then when you get to that kind of place where you can really allow things to unfold, people to unfold, uh, when they, when, then you start flowing and then everything becomes spiritual and the felt sense is very much a different one. And there is that separation and that gap just dissolves. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful, Marushka. And so important because, um, <clears throat> you know, in, in the first part of your answer, like, I, I think sometimes there's a, a common perception around mysticism or even like really serious spirituality, right? That it, it needs to be kind of uh, separated from the world of we'll just call it success, right? Um, that that's almost like a corrupting thing, or that's the, you know, we need to go to the desert and retreat from away from that and, and kind of skew the world and, uh, in the world, not of it, right. Whatever, whatever kind of form that takes. But, um, I just love the way you describe that of this sense of, of, um, <clears throat> flowing into that, that, that integration, right. Of, of saying it, 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 it belongs here <laughs> as, as it does anywhere. And also that it's, um, that, that it, there is kind of this, this non-duality there, right? There is this, um, well, we, you know, we, we can categorize this area of work or this way of doing things or, um, you know, as, as good or bad, or this is, this is where mysticism, uh, is, and this is where it isn't, you know, I don't think all these things are necessarily conscious thoughts that, that people always have, but we do have sort of this, this natural bent or predisposition of, right. Mm -hmm. These ways or professions are more, quote unquote, holy than others, right? Or something like that. So it's, it's really lovely. And, and I'm just, um, yeah, just, just really taken yeah. by that. Yeah, it was, it was making me miserable. So I was miserable for a decade, because mm -hmm. I never thought those two worlds of mine would converge. And, and the majority of my 20s, I was actually, I really thought that I'm, I'm, I would, I would end up in some kind of a secluded institution, because I was, I had really deep experiences. And uh, I remember like in my early twenties, just I would go do like a retreat and stay there for three, four five days. And then when I would have to go to work, I was crying because mm -hmm. I didn't want to uh, get out of that womb. Mm -hmm. That was everything to me. Uh, so that was the beginning, uh, but uh, I think that uh, if we want our planet to change, if we want uh, more to bring more spirit and to marry heaven and earth, uh, we need to start embodying uh, the spirit here right now uh, and recognizing recognizing it uh, everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see any other way? Yeah, 
very well said. I mean, that's, that's the, so let's talk about that convergence, that, that embodying, that bringing together. You said before that it has a different felt sense when we, when we allow that unfolding, right? When we kind of move into that flow. And I imagine that's, that's a different felt sense within you and also, also within others and those around you. So um, yeah, could you speak a little more to that? What is that felt sense? What, how, how would you describe that? How, how, how has that been unfolding for you and then also for your, your work life or community or the people around you? Well, uh, in terms of just uh, um, uh, functioning in the 3D reality or in the material world, um, when you open yourself up to the field around you, so the, and the field is a conditional world, I would say, to the world, to the spirit. Uh, and when you are trying to feel your way through life, through your work, uh, the solutions that come to you are always win-win solutions. So these are never solutions where someone is overpowered, when some, where someone is used, where someone is uh, manipulated. These are always solutions that benefit everyone. Uh, so that's a very important uh, thing to say because it, it, uh, that restores balance into our lives, into our everyday material lives. Uh, in, but in, term of, in terms of the felt sense, uh, when I was separating spiritual from material, uh, I was, because I come from spiritual and I was kind of forced into material because, uh, because of my early family uh, situation. I needed to become uh, financially independent as soon as possible. Uh, so I didn't really have a chance. Uh, didn't have a choice. I needed to be into in the in the material, even though I preferred spiritual. And going into material with this precondition, uh, with this sorry uh, assumption that uh, there is a split between spiritual and material, uh, caused a great deal of resistance. So I was into that world, I was in the middle of it, but I was resisting it actively mm. every day. Yeah. So, and that creates a lot of tension within the body. So it, it creates a lot of anxiety. It creates a lot of um, uh, obscurations. Uh, you, uh, I, you can, I cannot breathe normally. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not a good place to be. And when you recognize everything around you, as well as everything within me, as um, part of God, part of divine, as a divine unfolding that is happening in this very moment, uh, then everything becomes full. Then you open up, then you feel spaciousness within you, uh, then uh, the, the, the passage of time is different. Time feels much more free. Uh, it's not constricting you. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a completely different way of being. And on top of all that, what was very surprising to me, you are much more efficient. Mm. So you get, uh, I get much, much more work done like this than uh, by then the way I was doing things before, which was very forceful and I was pushing myself mm -hmm. a lot. Why was I pushing? Because I was resisting. And then when you resist, 
you are not in the flow. You don't know when is the right moment to do something. You enforce your will. And as soon as you enforce your will, I was pushing. And then, of course, that creates uh, attention. attention. And um, when you are tense, uh, because I spent uh, quite a, I think almost a decade, practicing uh, physical yoga, but through a um, Hindu system, so not a Western system. Um, I learned how important it is to have my body really relaxed in order to feel wholeness, in order to, to have the experience uh, of unity, of, of however you want to call it. It's uh, without having my body relaxed, it's never really, I, I cannot go deep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> the, the real... Uh, there's there's a lot there but what i feel um really resonant with right is just this sense of um that you started with like this that that what comes forth is is win-win right there's there's this um this way that operates uh on an, on another level or different plane from this this uh experience of force right of of the pushing the back and forth uh, the the resistance the tension right um and just that contrasted with the spaciousness right with this flow with this um just even feeling like the the channels of how those those come in and out in different ways and bringing that to um to work life to to relationships to you know wherever right we, we we don't need to sequester those off into specific arenas um and and just even how that that ties into those those two visions that happened at the same time right <laughs> it's like they, they they were two dynamics of the same of a similar same reality right like it wasn't here's one thing and here's the other and these are the two pathways it's like this is the one pathway of your life right um and that's just um really amazing to to see like you said that's all still unfolding for you but how that's that's coming forth and um you know that you you mentioned before as well about about will and for some reason i feel like i'm wanting to ask about that like in terms of 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 how you see that that you know as this has come together more for you um and i know you've had to kind of be that sort of a clandestine or secret or hidden mystic, right? Letting these things come forth um, in ways that people don't realize around you. Um, and maybe that connects to will or, or not, like you mentioned the will of God or, or your own, the will of the small self. Like what, what do you feel is arising or emerging for you now in your life in, in the days ahead? Um, if, if you feel like you can speak to that, um, how is all of this, coming together and converging and um and unfolding yeah i i wish i could answer that i i, I do feel um i do feel that i uh, that i'm going through a change mm -hmm. so that there is a that the one one phase of my life is over and that the the another one has uh, begun i'm still not sure what that uh, means um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm very uh, excited and, and curious to find out uh, more. Even though it's not really always um, <laughs> the easiest thing to to wait for, because it involves a lot of uncertainty. Because 
this unfolding into the uh, unknown also means a loss of um, security because it means a lot of change. And in that sense, um, but this is how uh, those two visions pretty much describe uh, how my entire life looked like. So in one vision, you are, I, I am this small, irrelevant uh, dot in a huge body of God. And then in this other vision, I'm this person who through this speech in this arena is connected. I felt this very strong heart connection with everyone, with the entire audience there. Uh, and for me, uh, a big part of that message is um, learning how to literally swing, if not integrate, between uh, how much I am attached to the identity and to the will of the person I know I am, and then how much to let myself completely go and just um, not be myself. Because I spent a great deal of time uh, fighting uh, becoming some, someone particular. So that was, that was because that felt like a prison. Uh, but going from being this individual that I know as Marushka, which is always changing, unfolding, and, uh, and uh, then not being it or knowing how much to uh, attach to myself, small self, and how much to let go in each and every situation is, I think that's where wisdom comes, from, uh, comes uh, in and where faith also uh, comes in, I, and I think it's crucial if you really want to uh, lead a um, uh, fulfilled life uh, here on Earth, because we need a vehicle. So I need an identity, mm -hmm. and uh, and that 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 identity changes. But however, I don't want to take it very seriously. And even though you know having this very public career, and and I, I'm not taking myself seriously. I don't think this is my doing, even. Um, and, and this thinking between being me and being uh, not being me is a very, uh, it's, a, it's an everyday process. And it's not always easy, especially when you go through a change and you know that there is something else that is going, that is going to happen. You can feel it, but you don't know what. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting as you describe that, I almost feel like there's, you know, <clears throat> you're in this place of release and, and it, it, it seems in some ways, uh, reverse of, of maybe what a lot of people feel in, the, in this way of you're releasing, uh, your, uh, attachment to being in the whole, uh, inner realms of, 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 of the capital S stuff, right? Like, like you're releasing into particularizing, right? Like I can, I can be, <laughs> I can be, a human uh, embodying this, particularizing this in a career, in a public life, in a and in, in whatever ways that looks like, right? And there's always complications with that around how we do that and what can be revealed and not revealed, and will they lock me up or not? You know those <laughs> those sorts of things. But um, but it is like yeah, just the felt sense of that is you know to swing 
is a very playful I, I just saw like my my child swinging on a on a playground right and it's this it's this kind of free release right if you're if you're in tension if you're holding on if you're gripping right it, it'll get all all messed up and and twisted and um and and that's where like yeah just being present to the process of that is I think such a um you know, it, it's always different for each of us in our different experiences, but a real dynamic of trying to live as mystics in the world, right? Of trying to um, embody and integrate, um, you know, these 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 lives that we live, <laughs> while also being connected to all of these amazing, incredible, deep, uh, mystical and spiritual realities and and ways of being and experiencing and bringing that together and 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 just being able to do that in in community right is is such a gift to find others who are also trying to do that and talk about it together and process because it's like wow what, what we can actually like uh, explore some of that together like well how do we do this what does it look like right what are the <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, what, maybe we'll just end with that. We, we kind of touched a little bit on community earlier and like you mentioned, just kind of recently discovering ICN and I just, I hear such a, a rich inner life and way that you've been processing all of this and, and wrestling with it and living it and, and in that tension and struggle and, and now, um, you know, feeling like you're coming into this, this newness in a way, um, into more release and, um, yeah, is there anything else you'd want to say about how communities played a part of that uh, in in these last uh, year or so um, in in coming into a more relational, connected mysticism? I guess. Yeah, I think uh, as I said before, uh, I I if there if there are previous lives, I think I I spent at least a couple of them in, in some kind of a monastery or or in a cave or something like that. This is how I feel. So it's. Uh, uh, I was always very, very self-sufficient and uh, from early age. So it's, I never really needed other people. So, but that turned later on into uh, feeling people as a challenge. So especially not in one-on-one -on -one relationships, but in a group that was like, I didn't even understand why I need that, needed that. <laughs> so it was like, okay. That's fun, but um, I couldn't really express fully in a group. So maybe that was uh, part of the problem. And then uh, having a group of um, ICN is very uh, interesting to me because there are people there from various backgrounds. So it's not just uh, one tradition. It's not just... Uh, um, one approach to spirituality. Yes, we do have a method and we do have uh, like a common uh, denominator, uh, but there are uh, so many different people with different experiences, So, which means uh, you get to have a lot of mirrors and you can mirror others also uh, in, in that same way. You can offer that as a service in addition to other things. And that, that generates um, a field or a space between us uh, that is always um, full with um, possibilities. It's full with uh, new things that arise. Uh, and that is beneficial, again, for uh, all of us. 
it also worked it to me. It's uh, allowed me to uh, flow a little bit more uh, within other with other people because that's not something that I uh, usually do. And one thing that occurred to me yesterday, uh, what's um, one way how I decided I'm going to rep uh, represent present ICN to myself. Um, like 25 years ago, uh, we still didn't have internet, right? So, mm, yeah. and so it was a completely different time. And I remember then, um, so this, this would be, I was maybe 17 or 18. I was reading Michael Newton's books. I don't know if you remember him. He was like, a, 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 he was doing hypnotherapy and he wrote a book on past life regressions and things like that. And this is the first time where I, um, was introduced to the concept of soul families, soul groups, and things like that. And I remember, remember that, uh, and, and I thought, you know, uh, when I was 19, um, and I was longing for, for knowing my soul family or my soul group, and we, we were so, so much into the physical world, there was no internet. And if somebody has had, had told me then, uh, when, there, when we didn't know that internet exists, that today I would get to meet and associate and, and commune uh, with people online, which is etheric, so it's not material, then 25 years ago, that would be just cl very close to a soul group, right? Or to a soul family. <laughs> because it's not, I mean, we cannot touch each other, but we see each other. It's 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 much more uh, ephemeral. It's but it's, it's it feels like a soul family or like a soul group, and then and you feel very much um, enclosed. You feel enwrapped by other people and by how they um, uh, communicate with you. How um, there is this sense of a community community that I really really really. Uh, an openness that I really uh, enjoy and I find it very beneficial for my own uh, uh, development or unfolding mm -hmm. or deepening. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Marushka, thank you so much. That's such a beautiful characterization. I might have to to, to borrow that a little bit um, <laughs> at some point talking about ICN. But, um, but yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Thank you for sharing your um, some of your story and your experiences and, and, and really, um, you know, you said it in there, like being you, you're being a mirror, I'm sure for, for, I know for me, and I'm sure for others listening to this, this way of reflecting like, oh, oh yeah, like that's, that's how it's been for me some, or that, or, or that's a new faster dynamic. Oh, thank you for, for bringing forth this way of seeing it or, 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 um, how it's unfolded in your life is that that's just um yeah a, a great gift of that soul family that we yeah. can bring those things to one another and just how you've done that in your own life is is such a gift and offering um for the rest of us so thank you maybe, thank maybe you just so maybe just a sentence and then uh yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll shut up no uh, no please it's uh, this mirroring is so crucial because it reinforces what we uh, always already are so it is really my deep, I, I knew this from a very uh, early on as a child that we are div divine. So because the Catholic church in my country uh, always tried to 
you know, they never heard of a, of a Second Vatican Council. It never, somehow the news never reached them. <laughs> but they, 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 they are always trying to clean, clean this notion out of people's minds, mm, which yeah. I always thought was so, it, it never sat with me. Uh, mm. And this is why having community is so important because through other people, you, we can remind ourselves of who we really are when we go, when we are open, when we go deep enough, when we unfold into it, mm-hmm. uh, this mirroring and the, the reminding of, of, that we get through others is so important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. it's much more important than I ever thought it would be for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and really, <clears throat> you know, when you said that, I I had this felt sense of like um, of a shimmering mirror. You know, it's not just like this the static straight. Uh, regular mirror it's like but there's also this yeah the shimmering light coming through it that that um uh, it's not really an enhancement right but it's an actual revealing like you said of of who we really already are in our wholeness and fullness so thank you so much Marushka. it's been uh, an absolute pleasure and uh i i really love talking to you and thank you thank you for for being here and talking about all this <laughs> thank you for inviting me one more time yeah it's definitely. been a pleasure Yeah, awesome. Thanks for your show.